Happy talk coming from Vikings camp. Let's ask Jeff Diamond if that means anything. Let's get into the draft. Let's get into the Diggs trade, the Cousins contract, the Derek Carr contract, which sounds suspiciously like Kirk Cousins' contract. Let's get into all that here on Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider. It's part of TalkNorth.com. We also do the Viking Update show. And, of course, I talk about the Vikings on my show, Blocking Neither with Jim Suhan. Check all, everything out at TalkNorth.com. We do recommend subscribing to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. Let's get right into it here, Jeff. When you hear talk of a new atmosphere, of a new dynamic in the building, does that mean, mean anything to you, or is that just what every new regime says when they take over an NFL team? <laughs> yeah, there, there certainly is a familiarity to it all, and, and we have heard it in the past in terms of a fresh start and all the positivity and energy. But when, when I hear guys like, Adam Thielen and Harrison Smith saying those things, I, I think it's a little more meaningful because they're they're more of the grizzled vets of the team and they've been around and certainly talking about fresh culture and all those type of things, all those buzzwords are great. And we always hear positive thoughts from any sports team when the season starts and when the players reassemble, whether it's spring training and baseball or whether it's it's training camp and football, basketball, whatever the sport may be, hockey. But I, I do sense a different feel to this particular Viking start to the off-season program, the nine-week off-season program, and just very positive, very excited when you hear the players and talking, whether it's Steven and Harrison Smith, whether it's Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Patrick Peterson, Dalvin Cook, all those guys in their media sessions earlier this week, all talking kind of the same thing about the positive vibes that are going on at Vikings camp and and just the excitement with the new coaching staff and, and Coach KO, as they call him, <laughs> Kevin O'Connell, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. Everybody's calling him KO, KO, KO. And so – it is a different feel than what was going on in the past few years under Mike Zimmer, clearly. But, and I would say this, we, we certainly know that the main question is, will the players be singing in the same tune come regular season after a tough loss that those tough defeats are inevitable over 17 games plus they hope playoffs but at this point in time, the, it's a honeymoon, and it's in full bloom under O'Connell and, and the new GM, uh, Quasi Adolfo Menza. And I remember two times in my years covering the team when it really did seem to make a difference, and it did work out as well in the fall as it sounded in the spring. And one was when Denny Green took over from Bernsey. Bernsey was a very good coach, but you know I think we all felt like it had, everything had kind of run its course. Um, and, you know, I think Bernsey had become a little crotchety. I think some players weren't really were ready for a change. And, De- you know, Denny came in, and not only did Denny en- end up winning a lot of games, but that 92 coaching staff he brought in was phenomenal. And he brought in a ton of good coaches, a lot of t- great coaches with great attitudes, uh, and 
you know, that really showed up in, in the 92 season. I also think that, you know, the team got pretty sick of, uh, of Brad Childress. And when Leslie Frazier took over, you know, it really made a difference in that following season. Yeah, I think that there are a lot of examples of that. And, and I think even going back to the, the Les Steckley year back in, in 84, and then Bud, Bud came back the next year and was just kind of sitting at the table for Bernsey, a, a total, totally different vibe, definitely compared to, to kind of the boot camp energy that, that Les was, was selling. And, and so, yeah, I, I think that, that O'Connell is doing the right stuff early on. He's talking inclusiveness. He's talking, my door's always open, all those types of things. And he has brought in what looks like a, a really good coaching staff. I, I thought it was interesting to hear Patrick Peterson talk about Ed Donatel, the defensive coordinator, and how, how they had kind of followed each other's paths, had not worked necessarily together, but, but that he always respected what Donatel was doing and said his system travels well, his scheme travels well, and is going to put more pressure on the quarterback, which helps the secondary. And all that's well and good, but you still have to have the players. <laughs> and so I think that the team roster-wise and, and putting everything together is in pretty good shape if they can really augment through this draft coming up in now about two weeks. And it's really an important draft for the Vikings to find some some pieces that can really help solidify what they're doing for example, up front with Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter, if those guys stay healthy, and, and the additions of, of Hicks and Phillips, the players are excited about that. The secondary, to me, still a concern. And I still subscribe to the belief that they need an elite corner, and if they can get one of these top guys out of this draft and they translate into success on the field, and I'm talking about Sauce Gardner, from Cincinnati, who will probably be gone, uh, Derek Stingley from LSU, who may be there, and but coming off an injury year, and then Trent McDuffie of Washington, and there are a couple other really good corners too. So if they can find that corner to plug in there, because I'm, I'm still not trusting Cam Dantzler to be a starter opposite Patrick Peterson, and I like I like Shandon Sullivan as a slot corner, and I think he, he's an upgrade over what Mackenzie Alexander gave them last year, although I thought Alexander was a good player in the past and for whatever reason just didn't have a great year last year. And so they still need some help at corner. And it was interesting to see some, some mock drafts that even saw the Vikings potentially drafting Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame, who's – was rated as a top 10 player, may well not be there, but he, he did not run well at his pro day. And so sometimes those guys slide too. And I think a corner is a bigger priority. But having said all that, I, I think that there is some good stuff happening out there. I think they have upgraded the roster. Again, the interior offensive line is still a concern to me too, Jim. And we've talked about this before with Garrett Bradbury. I thought it was interesting when they showed the photo on, online of Bradbury next to Kyle Rudolph and Brian O'Neill at, at, at the Timberwolves play-in game against the Clippers. And Bradbury looked like a like he was about half the size of those other two guys. I'm thinking, like, hmm, 
that's the starting center. I don't know about that. <laughs> he looks really small. Did you see that photo? Yeah, and, and that that's the thing is I, I don't think Brad. I think Bradbury works at it. I think he's a smart guy. He was a really good college player, but it's the NFL. I mean, if you if you can't if you don't have enough mass to deal with nose tackles, you're just not going to be of much use. Yeah, and, and I think that they brought in some interesting guys at at, at the at the guard positions. Some veteran players but again we'll see how that shakes out and because that that right guard spot is still a question mark so but yeah the the center position to me o'connell's talking up bradbury but i i don't know we'll see how that shakes out i i thought the, the loss of mason cole in free agency was bigger than what people thought and i thought he played pretty well when he was in there and i thought he actually played better than bradbury last year interesting uh, our show is sponsored by White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com, and TSR Injury Law, 22 TSR Time. Uh, we appreciate our sponsors. Also, if you're interested, my band's playing Saturday night at the Eagles Club, South Minneapolis, on uh, 20, 25th Street, uh, Doors at 8. My band's second one on, NATO Coles and Blue Diamond Band headlining. Uh, check us out if you like. Let's get to now, uh, I think the quarterback contracts – that are getting signed right now are really interesting. You're seeing a lot of big money thrown around, a lot of major commitments, but you're also seeing teams kind of find a way to keep their guy without committing too long. And and Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins fall into that category. Yeah, I think there's a, a big similarity in, in in those two quarterbacks, both 30-something, Carr's 31, Cousins 33. The Vikings do a one-year extension. The Raiders do what they call a three-year extension at $40 million a year. But in reality, he's going to make about $25 million this year. And there's an out next year where they would only have about $5 million of dead money. So that's really, to me, a one-year deal on Derek Carr, which is why you really have to read between the lines in some of these contracts. And but I think the similarity also is they're bringing in an offensive head coach, Josh McDaniels, Similar to what the Vikings are doing with Kevin O'Connell, they're hoping that McDaniels can upgrade Carr's performance, which was okay last year. He was a kind of middle-of-the-road quarterback, did get the Raiders in the playoffs, and they lost lost to the Bengals. But they also have upgraded significantly a wide receiver with the trade for Devontae Adams. And so that could be really a big help for Carr and also uh, – Darren Waller, their great tight end, was hurt much of last year. So, again, a lot of similarities between the car contract and the Cousins deal in terms of the Vikings' hope that Kevin O'Connell and and Wes Phillips and their coaching staff can improve Cousins' performance, which, like Carr, has been good, but perhaps not great. And they're hoping that they, they, they can help upgrade him to perhaps a top 10 top five to top 10 quarterback and Carr's been there in the past. He was close to that the year the Raiders won 13 games and Cousins has had some, some really good performances too. played really well in the year. The Vikings won the, in the playoffs in New Orleans, but again, a little more consistency. And I, I think what we all want to see out of Kirk Cousins is that when things break down, can he make a play? Can he, be creative, those type of things, not just be a, a robotic quarterback out there. He's, he's an accurate passer. He's a very good player. And we'll see if 
if O'Connell can help elevate that performance with perhaps more of that RAM system, more of the play action, more of, of the boots and all those type of things, which Quinn Kubiak tried to do, but then it, it just, for whatever reason, the consistency just wasn't there. Oh, exactly right. Let's get into Cousins' media session and the dig, looking back at the digs trade, a little more uh, camp talk, a little more draft talk. First of all, let's thank White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Always excited to talk about the White Bear Lake Superstore Buick GMC and my longtime friend, the owner, Paul Rubin, his general manager, Charlie Guttrell. They're fantastic staff. Minnesota's number one volume Buick GMC dealer, six years running with the best selection and with their super friendly premium team. Check out that great website. We always talk about WhiteBearLakeSuperstore.com. You'll see great selection of GMC and Buick SUVs, including new 2021 and 2022 Buick SUVs, including the stylish Encore GX, with 0% APR offers up to 72 months. Also 0% APR on most 21 and 22 GMC models with purchase allowances on many of those vehicles including the fabulous GMC Sierra 1500 Crew Cab, 0% APR, and a $750 purchase allowance for current Buick or GMC owners or lessees. Also, don't wait. Reserve your all-electric super truck, the Hummer EV. The Wiper Lake Superstore also is the Quigley 4x4 van superstore, and they are a certified elite dealer. Only 7% of GM dealers make the cut, so visit in person at 3900. Highway 61 North in White Bear Lake or online at WhiteBearLakeSuperstore.com for all your vehicle needs and the premium experience. Buick GMC, we are professional gray. Steve Terry of TSR Injury always tells me, hey, just remember 612-TSR-TIME. If you're injured, you call that number. They hope you don't need to call that number. Steve even talked recently about how a lot of they're seeing a lot of motorcycle injuries, people driving badly around motorcycles, causing accidents causing injuries. They don't want that kind of business. But man, if you get victimized like that, you're going to need good representation. And the great thing about TSR Injury Law is they will not charge you unless they win your case and they win lots of cases. 612-TSR-TIME. We hear questions like these all the time. Can TSR Injury Law help me if I'm hurt by a defective product? Yes. How about by a dog bite? Yeah. If you've been injured, it's TSR time. Call us today for a free consultation at 612-TSR-TIME. So what did you get out of Cousins Media Availability? Well, I, I thought, again, a lot of similarities to what Kurt Cousins always says in the past, perhaps putting a little more pressure on himself, which he's done before, but, but talking about why he wanted to sign the extension and help with the create, create more cap state space to put the roster together and, and all that. And, and talking about that he really wants to be a Viking, which I understand, and I'm sure that that he is sincere in that regard. He's got probably his kids are getting a little older, maybe getting into into school age, uh, and nobody wants to necessarily be, be up, uprooting a family at this point, and he's happy here. And so, and he also knows he's got a good good supporting cast of skill players, which is about as good as any anybody in the league when you talk about Thielen and Jefferson and and Cook. And Irv Smith Jr., if he can make it back from his injury, hopefully. But but I thought it was also interesting when he talks about, I want to play my way into being a Viking for life, and I know I've got to earn that. And so certainly true, everything he says. And so now, again, go out and earn it. 
Yeah, uh, and and you know we're going to be constantly evaluating, reevaluating all of Cousins' deals and his performance. Uh, we can now look back at the Diggs trade a couple of years later. Now the Bills have re-upped with Diggs at a very high price, and you know you and I were talking off the air, and it looks like the, the Vikings really survived that. You know it could have been a disaster, right? The your best receiver forced the trade. Uh, I will give Spielman credit. You know they they made a, a pretty good deal. They land Jade, you know Justin Jefferson, and they end up with a, a great young receiver to replace a great veteran receiver. But it's also a good deal for the Bills because the Bills are trying to win a Super Bowl, and Diggs gives them a chance to do that. Yeah, I think in in trading, you would love to have it in an ideal world work out well for both teams and have a win win. And of course, that that rarely happens. But I think in this case, you could say for Buffalo, it was a good trade in acquiring a top receiver who could step right in. And as you mentioned, Diggs signs a four-year, $96 million extension with the Bills and gives them, with Josh Allen, that, that dynamic pair at, at wide receiver and quarterback. And so I'm sure the Bills feel like, yeah, it was worth what we gave the Vikings, which was five draft picks. But from the Vikings' standpoint, in my view, it's a clear advantage to the Vikings. And again, we've talked about Spielman. This was really one of his best moves that maybe is not talked about as much as it should be in, in getting a number one pick, turning right around and drafting Justin Jefferson, a, 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 a superstar receiver who's six, six years younger than Diggs. And I think he's already a better player than Diggs. And so just on, on, the merit of only Jefferson for Diggs, I think it's advantage Vikings. Then if you factor in the other picks that the Vikings used in that trade and they get Cam Bynum, who's a good possibility to start at safety opposite Harrison Smith and showed some really good stuff last year when he was in there. They had a contributor at, at defensive end in Kenny Willekes, and we'll see how he pans out in the three, four. And then the, there's two other seemingly good pro prospects tight end Zach Davidson was part of this trade and now he's going to have a bigger opportunity in his second season because of, of the loss of Tyler Conklin to the Jets and Janarius Robinson really an unknown at defensive end but we know that that Andre Patterson was really high on Robinson and so again we'll see what the new the new coaches can do with him and with, with Patrick Jones the other defensive end they drafted last year high in the third round so but you you add those four players Bynum, Willicus, Davidson, Robinson on top of Jefferson for digs and it could be a blockbuster in the final analysis and I've always said sometimes it takes two to three years to really evaluate draft choices and so that it didn't take that long to evaluate Justin Jefferson however <laughs> because he's elite already and it, it was kind of also interesting to hear him talk about some of these wide receiver deals that have been signed this year, including Diggs, including Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, all in that, that 23 to 25 million a year range. And you know Justin Jefferson has his eye on that because after this season, when the Vikings can exercise his fifth year option potentially, but they also can extend him after this season after he completes his third year and you know that Jefferson and his agent are going to be looking for that kind of money. And you got to say deservedly so, because he's, a, he's in that class. 
no doubt about it. By the way, we're talking about the coaching staff, the turnover, the new atmosphere, and all that. Uh, you know, Audrey Patterson, as you mentioned, very revered figure of this coaching staff. Uh, were you surprised they ended up moving on, and is it a mistake to have let him leave, or do you, sometimes you just need a fresh start? Yeah, I was a little surprised that that they, that they let him get away. Honestly, I, I think he's a great teacher, and he he was on our staff even back in that '98 season with Denny Green. When you mentioned that great coaching staff that was that was put together by Denny back in those years, Tony Dungy, defensive coordinator, then Coach Fazio, and Andre Patterson came in as a young defensive line coach, and I thought did a great job with with some of the veterans that he was coaching, guys like like. Uh, John Randall back in the day, and, and and that carried over to the development that he did with, with a Daniil Hunter, for example. And so I was a little surprised that he left. I'm not sure that he wanted necessarily to leave and ended up in with the Giants. And and so we'll see. They, they've got uh, uh, some younger coaches in here now, and and again, the proof will be in how they perform and how they develop. Uh, under under Ed Donatel on that defense, but yeah, I was a little surprised, and I, I think Andre is, is probably the best defensive line coach in the NFL. Yeah, I would have liked to see him find a way to keep him around, but maybe you know, and I'm not sure we know the inside story. Maybe Andre just didn't want to work with people he didn't really know very well, or maybe you never know. I mean, maybe he and Donatel don't have the same philosophies, or whatever. But anyway, I just hate I hate to see him go. Uh, is the bottom line there. So as yeah, you know, and I think part of that, Jim, is that Donatel wants to have a base three-four defense, and and Andre has been basically a four-three guy, and so maybe maybe in that regard, the fit wasn't there. But if you're a, if you're a great coach, you're a great coach. <laughs> I think he could coach anybody. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Uh, so as you look at the draft board, and we're going to do kind of one more segment here. Thanks again to White Bear League Superstore, WhiteBearLeagueSuperstore.com. TSR Injury Law, 612 TSR Time. I forgot to mention our producer, Brian Burdett, doing a great job for TalkNorth.com. Thank you for your work, Brian. Uh, as you look at the draft board, I mean, obviously, so many things go into ranking the players and figuring out needs and all other stuff. But is there somebody, when you look at the draft board, you go, God, I really like this player, and this would be a perfect fit for the Vikings? Yeah, I think that's probably Gardner, the corner out of, out of Cincinnati. Uh, Stingley, also really interesting athletically but I, I worry a little bit about his injury background the last couple of years and, and Gardner as I as I recall gave up what was it no touchdowns in, in his college career which is pretty amazing when you think about that and and so he, he's a guy that wow he could step in and and be a fantastic fit and and, and opposite Patrick Peterson he's a big guy 6'3 200 kind of would remind us of of Xavier Rhodes in that bigger corner, perhaps, but I just don't see him necessarily lapsing until the 12th pick. And I don't know that there's the appetite to move up that far to get him into the top 10. It would be very, very costly. I don't think they're going to do that for a corner when they figure they could get perhaps Stingley or McDuffie at 12, or perhaps one of those edge rushers could fall. And you think about guys like Thibodeau out of Oregon and, and, uh, and Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. There's some really good players in this draft. I think the best thing that could help the Vikings, if all of a sudden there was a run on quarterbacks early, which we don't expect because they're all rated more middle of the first round guys, but if all of a sudden 
Pickett and, and Willis and some of these top quarterbacks get bid up early, and we know the quarterbacks always seem to be drafted earlier than expected. If that happens, that would really help the Vikings that those some of those quarterbacks call, fall earlier before their 12th pick. Uh, no doubt about it. And and I like you. I think I think once the draft is actually executed, I think I think at least one of the quarterbacks will go high. I think somebody's going to be too tempted by Willis. I think he's the kind of guy who's going to rise up draft boards. Right, let's get a final thought from Jeff here. Thanks again for listening to TalkDork.com again. We recommend subscribing to your favorite podcast app. That is free, and it's the easiest way to listen to our shows. Thanks for checking out all of our outdoor content, our variety content at the website. We also have archives of shows. Like If you like Roy Smalley's storytelling, you can go back on the Chin Music episodes and find previous episodes uh, where he tells stories about hanging out with Paul McCartney and all the other cool stuff he's done in his life. Once again, just thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. We do appreciate it. Jeff, uh, send us off a final thought. Yeah, I, I think that as we look ahead to the draft, I think it's really interesting. And we talked before about so many teams with multiple first-round picks. I think it's almost eight teams now. And so there's going to be so much movement in that first round, which which will be kind of fun to watch. And the last, my last thing is Dalvin Cook. <laughs> I thought it was really a kind of kind of funny when when he made his his big bold statement. We can win a Super Bowl with the team we've got. And hey, you never know in pro sports and in the NFL. Who saw the Bengals coming last year from where they came, which I think was about four and twelve the year before, three twelve and one, whatever it was. But I, I do think that as we've talked before, saying we could win a Super Bowl, that's that's probably a stretch. And and he certainly said also we need to put the work in and all this and that. But I do think that with what's happened in Green Bay with losing Devontae Adams and with, with some other guys being question marks there that the Packers have been weakened. They still have Rodgers. I think the Vikings, if they get the right corners in this draft and do something with that interior offensive line or coach them up, whatever the case may be, that they're not far off of Green Bay. And and so with some of these key additions, and if if uh, Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter can stay healthy, I think they can be right in the mix for the playoffs. Super Bowl, I think that's probably a stretch at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this very well could be a playoff team. Super Bowl, I think you really got to have a great performance from your quarterback. Well, but, you know, that's going to be the fascinating thing here. Can O'Connell get more – O'Connell and his staff get more out of Kirk Cousins than anybody else has? Uh, that's, that's what makes the NFL interesting. We, we, we can have our uh, suspicions, but we don't really know. You know, it's going to, it's going to be, I mean, I thought last year, going into the last year, I thought the Bengals were the worst teams in the NFL and they weren't going to be able to protect Burrow and his bad knees and they ended up in the Super Bowl and had a chance to win it. So we don't know. Even when we think we know, we don't know. Hey, thanks to Jeff. Thanks to Brianne. Thank you for listening to talkwork.com. Uh, we are getting close to the draft. We're going to get closer to real, you know, breakdowns and projections and get really more in depth into the draft starting next week uh, here on Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider.